Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Afternoon Tune. I am your host, Josh, and with me are my two co-hosts. It's your boy, Chase. And it's your boy, Nick. And today we've got a nice guest coming on the show, Dusk, uh, OG of the Afternoon Tune, uh, one that um, actually started the podcast with originally. It was it was me, it was him, it was Chase, and it was 90s. Yeah. And we were the original mm-hmm. kind of four people doing it. How, how you been there, Dusk? I'm doing just fine. Trying to find a day back so I can join y'all on, the, on a permanent stint. But hey. as things are, uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed. Uh, but I'm glad what you guys are doing with the place. New furniture, <laughs> new cameras, <laughs> mics. Started from humble beginnings all the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, and yeah. a nice Discord too. Oh, wait, I brought that. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, at the time, I think when we were first doing it, Discord really wasn't big like no, that. No, we just no. stopped. We were doing a, a little history lesson, if you don't mind. We were there. We started with Rabbit. That was our, our go-to yeah. at the time. That was able to work with all of us. Uh, yeah. And then Discord just came out as, uh, um, as Nick had to uh, go and you had to do your own stuff. And then yeah. just kind of, we took a hiatus for a bit. And by the time we could come back, I was uh, at a full time work and I couldn't find the time frame. So I'm, tr- I'm trying now that I can, I have time to catch up with you guys and do this again because I really enjoyed this. Then I'm trying yeah. to find my way back in. Uh, yeah, yeah, Discord has been, is king at this point. Goodbye, uh, Skype. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I was yeah. surprised that this Discord was even still open when when we we started. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was actually trying to encourage us to get on Discord and keep it going, but mm. it just it just didn't work out. So I created this uh, channel, and I'm glad yeah. I did, so y'all can meet up. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. And then we we uh, relinked because uh, Chase hit me up, and because I think Chase was like you you said you were out of school, and then you were like, well, hey, awesome. you know, I'm not out of work. Yeah, at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so then you were like, you know, you want to do the podcast again? I was like, yeah, yeah. sure. You know, yeah, why not? You know what I mean? I can make out time to do it again. And then uh, Nick came along and everything like that. Uh, yeah, we adopted him. And then, <laughs> um, yeah, and so we started, yeah, started doing it more regularly. Uh, been gaining a little bit, you know, every little bit. So that's nice. And that's how um, yeah. I was watching you guys grow up. I've been, um, I've been watching. No, for real. I've actually been watching your stuff when you put it up. I try to oh, keep it on a podcast it. when I go to work and I come back. Uh, oh, nice. So I've noticed your quality increase and I want to be a part of that again. I want to keep helping out and make oh. it bigger. So I hope yeah. this will be one of many guest appearances to maybe come back sooner. But until yeah. then, I'm just happy to be with you all again. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for returning. Of course. Of course. Um, all right, so we got I'm nice. Now. We got one of the OGs, and I'm just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, don't feel, but don't feel so bad, Nick. You got your own style. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you gotta represent in Japan. Hi, we're coming to Hi. So we got a nice show. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be all that really long, uh, hopefully. But you know us. Um, but uh, you know, we, <laughs> we got nice every good- time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, a, we are we are some rambling motherfuckers. Yeah, this will be a twenty-minute episode. Forty minutes later. Uh, yeah, this will be yeah. our tops. Three yeah, hours later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So, uh, you know, with this episode, we're going to discuss, of course, the WandaVision finale. Uh, we're going to discuss that. Of course, the big thing, we've been reviewing all the episodes, uh, you know, this past uh, season. So, of course, we're going to review the finale for it. Uh, Coming to America, uh, Amazon Prime film. We're going to discuss that. Uh, sequel to the legendary 80s classic film, uh, Riot oh, Last oh, Dragon. You got to put, put more emphasis on the Coming to America. <laughs> yeah, Coming to America. Coming yeah, to very clear. Get very clever with that title. Uh, very, very clever. Um, represents the quality of the film. <laughs> uh, you got Ryan the Last Dragon, which is the new Disney Plus film. Uh, Premier Access, uh, by the way, Disney Plus film that came out. This is Soul. Can't you know? Can't just watch it for free. Got to play at twenty nine ninety nine to thirty dollars uh, to watch it. Um, so was so Pixar. Yeah, Soul was yeah Pixar. Yeah, you don't give uh, a fuck about Pixar. Yeah, that <laughs> dropped on there. Um, so we'll discuss whether that's worth it or not in our review, uh, $30 price point and just some news going on. Not that much really news, uh, that really came out this past week, uh, except for just, you know, good old cancel culture, uh, doing his work, doing his thing. Um, you know, SJW cucks, you know, uh, the, uh you know, radical left wing mob coming. Yeah. Forward. There went some of our fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, first they came for, you know, Gina Carano, then they came for Dr. Seuss. You know, now, you know, they're coming for Lola Bunny. I mean, you know, where do these people stop? I mean, where you know, where are these people gonna end? You know what I mean? Like you I know mean, It's still going. As as yeah. we speak, uh they're coming for uh Pepe Le Pew, everybody's favorite molesting skunk. Uh, yeah. yep, uh hashtag <laughs> Yep, hashtag me pew is now trending on Twitter. Uh, mm. Yeah, for real. Mul- 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 multiple, uh, multiple uh, cartoon women have come forward with accusations against uh, the skunk. Were they all yeah. talking cats? <laughs> <laughs> I know the paint. That paint might have confused some stuff. I, I don't know. They seem like talking cats. Yeah. Anything's possible, I guess. Yeah. 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 Me too is for everybody. It's not just for humans. Oh, yeah. oh, that's for yeah, an- people. Right. I wasn't thinking inclusive enough. Uh, yeah, that's for animated too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where the plus comes in in the LGBT plus. That's where the like, plus. What, comes what in. happened? Did did yeah, HBO just plus. add like yeah. boomerang or something to their catalog, and now everybody's <laughs> going back into all like the old shit and just being like, "Yo, this shit <laughs> is terrible." <laughs> is that what happened? Like. I mean, I guess I mean Pepe. I never was really a fan of Pepe Le Pew anyway. I mean, he, I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he was the Harvey Weinstein of anime. Yeah, even as a <laughs> even as a kid, those those cartoons were always like, like yeah, off, dog, you're doing yeah. a little too much here. Jesus Christ, the girl said no. You're just yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and then Speedy Gonzalez. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, Speedy Gonzalez is kind of racist. So I, that 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 makes sense. I'm right. Yeah, yeah, enough, the, yeah, spe- yeah. Good. Yeah, Speedy and I put Speedy Gonzalez on like the same level as like the Crows from Dumbo, or as have now come to know them as Diamond and Silk. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Ironically, though, with uh, with uh, Speedy Gonzalez, you know who who really loves Speedy Gonzalez? Mm. Mexican people. Really, they love yeah. Speedy Gonzalez. Mm. Well, I guess he was their first superhero, wasn't he? I mean, <laughs> it's. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just and he a... was uh, the trendsetter before before we had characters like uh, the Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes, 
Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> before we had, had Robbie Reyes' Ghost Rider, um, the first Latino superhero was uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. when the difference is between World War II propaganda, Speedy Gonzalez, and Pippi Le Pew, I don't know. Seems like uh, Speedy yeah. Gonzalez got a lot of positives in his. Introduction. I mean, he isn't military propaganda. That is, that is a wholesome fact. He's fast. He's a late. He's fast. He's a legitimate ladies' man, and he's a hero to his people. I don't know what more you can ask for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I guess it, maybe that one I guess is just Twitter. That might not be a real uh, cause of cancellation because I can't recall Speedy at all. To be honest uh, with you. Yeah. I I, I just remember it's like his his cousin Slowpoke Rodriguez was always fucking with him. Yeah. I just remember him being fast and having some in uh, a uh, uh, sombrero. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Congratulations, yeah. you watched the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was that the whole premise? Was that every I mean, every, every it's episode? The same premise is Pepper Le Pew finding a beautiful mm skunk that he thinks he sees that are yeah. probably a rarity in Paris because let's be fair nobody likes skunks and right. then just a uh, horny fucking Frenchman sexually harassing a cat yeah you know as yeah. they did right <laughs> you know as I guess the, yeah <laughs> the stereotype all Frenchmen that they just that's what they do you know what I mean mm -hmm. and apparently <laughs> if he gets dyed black his fur black then the cat is sexually interested in him. And now he's like, oh no, I want to be the aggressor, not the other way around. So is, so is it like so is it like a blackface thing or is it No, like, I mean his uh, his fur just gets turned painted. A black fur face dick. Yeah, sure. Black fur <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's culturally appropriating black cats, is that what you're trying to say? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know Let that be the title of this episode. Let that be it. Um, if you like appropriating black <laughs> black cats like cats yeah. the, the culturally oppressed uh color of cats so because of superstitions so people we have a salem from uh, sabrina the teenage witch uh salem go ahead <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about witches later yeah yeah very true, true yeah um so if people don't know um already with lola bunny so there's a big thing going out people putting us so uh side by side picture of lola bunny and space jam 2 and what what people think is lola bunny from space jam 1992 uh is actually not that's like a fan uh it's like fan art that's mm -hmm. not really how lola bunny really looked when she was in space jam 2 and when you actually compare the actual you know the way Lola Bunny looked in Space Jam 1992, which has been a long time since I've seen that movie. I don't think I've seen mm -hmm. that movie in a while since, you know, since I think I've seen it on VHS. I haven't seen that movie in all years. Um, it actually kind of looks kind of similar. Um, the the kind of you know the Lola Bunny they had in that. I mean, she does look, I guess, a little bit older. I guess you can say. Uh, but I mean, because it was this whole thing with this, all these new photos with Entertainment Weekly that came out promoting the movie Space Jam 2 uh, with LeBron James. Uh, and all the all the kind of other animated characters, they look slightly different because obviously this movie's in 2021, and you know it looks like kind of you know a little bit more. What's the good word for kind of sharper? You know, a little bit more kind of mm. like you know better CGI, 
kind of like that in it and all the kind of characters look different than they did before uh, yeah they've they used them um, instead of cell animation which was ironically enough one of the last movies to kind of use that cell animation techniques uh you can tell with the it, it's much more computer colored which means yeah. it's uh, a lot sharper on the edges without having to rely on a blacker uh ink edge which would normally be done for a cell and it would show a lot more human error but mm, yeah, yeah it just looks like a clean cgi version of that from what i've seen i don't i haven't seen too much on it but yeah uh, but it's it's just kind of the, yeah, the weirdest I, I, thing I, 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 I had to see it all in motion but right now it looks kind of like uh it's going for that still hand-drawn aesthetic but there's still some cg touches to it yeah, yeah. which is Great. if it's they're gonna do anything that's how i want it yeah yeah yeah, because because the the designs at least they look closer to to the animation they went with for the Looney Tunes cartoons on HBO Max that uh, came out last year, mm. which were pretty nice too. In all honesty, yeah, yeah, yeah those were fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those my were... favorite uh, shorts of all time with the uh, uh, Sylvester fucking with zoo animals. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> that is like to all the people that are mad. They didn't really nerf her as badly as yeah. Because yeah. like, also, if you're really getting mad at some cartoon titties, <laughs> sit your horny ass down. This movie's for kids. Yeah. <laughs> you you are kind of outing yourself. It, you it, know, it you is it is one. You can't jack off in a fucking movie theater to loan a bunny. That's inappropriate. Hey, 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 this movie's coming out uh, to <laughs> your homes on HBO Max. So you can do exactly what the hell you want. That should be the statement for HBO Max. That should be the statement. Pull it up. Chase himself. Pull up as the poll quote. HBO Max. You do what the fuck you want. <laughs> on your home. You do what the fuck you want. <laughs> Lola Bunny is like, you want to have more tits? You yeah. you let us know. It's what you want. You're yeah, at we home. got the we got the X rated cut the Space Jam too. And besides, mm. like as the homie Jack's Blade said um in his in his recent TikTok TikTok about this, this was all a big brain play to get the fan artists to do <laughs> what you want them to do. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Lola Bunny. She she was never that voluptuous in the actual Space Jam movie. I that was pretty much all just a Mandela effect. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh... we all were just we all were just super horny when we were kids, and we just like didn't know any better. If, so if anything, like, yeah. That was, it's funny. That, that movie. That movie has just essentially become a sexual awakening for the furries. <laughs> it's funny you bring up Jax Blade, because I'm looking at a video here, and yeah. Jax Blade is the first to comment, and it's, it's, it's comment number one. It says, Lola is the reason I have to start off more conversations than I care to admit with, I'm not a furry, but. <laughs> yeah, it's what? It's, it's, it's strangely, it's a lot of rabbits, because it's like her and like Judy Hopps from Zootopia. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot starting of... off there. I'm not a furry, but don't forget <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, don't forget that Cadbury egg uh, bunny. Then Britain, <laughs> those commercials. If anyone remembers that, I can't. No, I don't. I don't um, think I remember that one. Uh, I, was gonna, a... I was gonna bring up uh, the Goofy, the girl from uh, the Goofy movie. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Roxanne. Well, well the, Roxanne the, doesn't the even. Movie. That doesn't even count. That's All not the funny, bunny, though. 
No, no, they're not even ant. She's not. She Anthropomorphized no. animals still. That's, <laughs> that's fine. They're basically they're basically human aside from dog ears and stuff. It's close enough. <laughs> and the nose. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Lola's kind of basically human except for like, well, I mean, she's basically just. <laughs> like fur and bunny ears. Yeah, I mean, yeah, except for the fur, the ears, the teeth. Well, she, just, yeah. You're, I mean, Roxanne in this is a weird goofy. turn you're going with, Josh. You no, I'm saying ideas. Roxanne's the same thing as Lola, isn't it? It's the same thing, right? No, if you actually look, there's no. It's just basically a human being, <laughs> but with like a just a dog's like nose. Not even that. It's, but it's does she have fur? Right? She's got fur. no, no. They basically have human skin, basically. Oh, that's basically just arguing who's less of a furry. Yeah, it doesn't matter. In the in the end, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, nobody cares. Josh Fan art will solve more. problems. <laughs> On this yeah, side. I thought they were the same. Josh is in fact a furry. So yeah, no, I thought they were the same jo thing. Jo Josh had a, Josh has outed himself as a furry. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's all good, Not man. You can do what you do. Oh, okay. I thought they were home while watching <laughs> HBO Max. Exactly. <laughs> HBO, it's, it's, HBO Max. It's 2021. It's 2021. 2021. We're not here to kink shame. <laughs> also, pull quote for HBO Max. Yeah. HBO Max. <laughs> we're not here to kink shame. <laughs> yeah. So, little bunny folks. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that so that was the big thing that it was just a fan. That's all it was. And yeah. then a lot of people kind of making this kind of reaction based on the kind of the two comparisons. So I mean, if you so if you just also just take her from the 1992 film, like so the jerseys they look different. Like she's wearing a baggier jersey. She's not wearing like a, a tube top jersey or whatever, like a cut jersey. To like every, fair, they shouldn't have worn that in the first place to an yeah. actual game. Yeah, so that's what that's what like a lot of people also say. Like with this new design, she looks like an actual ball player. Like in this, as opposed to like someone said, like she was kind of like looked like a porn star who you know was playing ball. This one, she actually kind of looks more like a ball player. In this one, uh, that's what somebody said. Uh, yeah, my, yeah. my dog that's is looking at me. Okay. Like, <laughs> my dog yeah, is but, looking at me. Is like it's like. Daddy, you know this motherfucker's a furry. <laughs> you know, uh, but so just <laughs> so, what do you all think of the two designs anyway? Uh, I mean, it, it. I don't like the jerseys for the new one, but you know, I mean, mm -hmm. the design is okay. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on it. I just don't like the colors of the jerseys. The jersey colors just mm -hmm. look ugly to me. But other than mm -hmm. that, it's cool. Yeah, I'm up, I'm up the same place as you. I think the designs, I think they look fine. I like the, the I'm kind of so-so on the updated look for the Looney Tunes, but yeah, those design colors are, yeah. I mean, I'd have to see them in person and I'd have to see the actual designs for the Looney Tunes in, in motion mm. before I can make any real criticism about it. But I mean, yeah. like, if you look at the NBA now, there, there's there's a few teams with some ugly retro jerseys. So uh, I, I guess that's what they were going for. <laughs> <laughs> that does yeah, make sense. Yeah, you can't uh, fuck with the classics. Yeah. Dusk, what about you? I'm, I'm in a similar vein as everybody here. I don't hate the jersey colors as much as you do, but it is a uh, it is a slight difference. I think, I think wise, they're more taking safer bets, which I... Yeah, I don't doubt. It's basically a family film anyways. Mm. All I really care about is 
uh, there's going to be more actually more basketball in this movie than the first one because i don't know if y'all remember if that first one really didn't have much of michael jordan being michael jordan although one thing it did have was fairly good animation good hmm. looney tune moments yeah. and a damn good soundtrack mm. yes. yeah that soundtrack that soundtrack is amazing i still have that soundtrack yeah, and I yeah. kick it, it sometimes. That, it is fantastic. And that movie also that movie also popularized my favorite Jordans ever, the Bill mm. Levitt Space Jams. So mm. maybe uh, Nike get uh, get another uh, release for uh, Space Jam too. Uh, how about how about that? Yeah. So, uh, maybe they're going to, maybe they're going to do the LeBron Space Jams instead. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And maybe like sponsor the show. We could uh, <laughs> we could uh, yeah. you know we could promote your shoes. Yeah, <laughs> like they need our help. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey man, um, this is a uh, this is a nostalgia hey. product. At this place, <laughs> they need all the help they can get. True, true, true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, you H- know, HBO Max has kind of been uh, uh, not on the winning streak. Uh, yeah. Go back through our last couple of reviews. So uh, pretty much. You know, I mean, but I, 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 at least as far as new releases. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I will say the. I mean, they really do some amazing. You know, obviously CGI in this because they restored LeBron's hairline perfectly. I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, the lining, the bit, like they, they really restored this. I mean, when you really look at this, I mean, this is I've never seen better CGI in my life. Oh I mean, my wow. God. No bald spots. No, just that lining is crisp. I don't think his hair has ever looked that good. I mean, was you that, know, yeah, uh, was that yeah. about the contract? Shit, yeah, shit. Did, that, the guys who, did the guys who CG out Henry Cavill's mustache work on this movie? Because they stuck their game up. <laughs> no, no, I don't that think was that was sourced. Uh, <laughs> there's no way that was the same team that did Henry Cavill's mustache. Yeah, no, no, this was, was good. Not. This was good. This was realistic. <laughs> yeah. He, look, he looked about 20 years younger. Yeah. That to be fair, LeBron's... LeBron always has looked really old since he was even out of high school. Since he was like nineteen, you know what I mean? Like he always kind of looked kind of old. But now he's kind of you know doing kind of the good black man thing, aging in reverse. You know, now he's thirty five. You know, he looks, you know, he looks a lot younger now. Yeah, Michael Jordan, but he accepted it. You know, when he went bald, he was like, you know, time. You know, I mean, the Hitler mustache didn't really, really look all that good. I don't know why he, but you know, he made it work. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 not really. He just—he just was so dark skinned You didn't see the mustache. That was that. Was to be fair, thing. that's the only way you're gonna take that mustache back. That's the only <laughs> yeah. way to come back. Yeah, I think it's it's fine being left behind. I don't think <laughs> yeah, I like the name Adolf. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's done. It's it's a wrap. People just it, it ruined it. It's, Nothing we can do normal. with that. Yeah, nope. uh, but yeah, I mean, listen. If you if you get mad about it, I mean, relax. It's just drawing people. Let's relax. You know what I mean. Yeah. And there's there's rule thirty four for everybody <laughs> for everything. If that's what you want, so yeah, you know, calm your horny ass down. There's plenty of yeah. free porn on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it really it really doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, just, just hop on DeviantArt. Yeah, for like ten oh, minutes, God. you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, go ahead and yeah, really? go ahead and uh, slide some links into Josh's DMs. No. Uh, um, yeah, Shay, you know R. Kelly, he's not gonna come back. You know he's he's, preoccup- he's preoccupied <laughs> for, right uh, now. Yeah, for obvious reasons, he's no, not no. He's yet. got a great recording studio in the jail. Yeah, just <laughs> had those stuff. 
<laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's trapped. Yeah, he's trapped in the locker. Um, yeah, that would have been a, if we had a uh, if we had Blue Yeti as a sponsor, that would have been perfect. Speaking mm -hmm. of, even Blue Yeti can work really well in confined areas. <laughs> <laughs> so crystal so clear. You can um, actually, <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Yeah. I actually hear do wonder. Does any soap drop behind you? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, I actually do wonder. Does anybody know who is on the Space Jam Two soundtrack at all? Have they announced like any big things at all? With that one? Uh, unfortunately, not that I have heard much. of. I've actually been looking at it. They have a, mm. they have a really big uh, shoes to fill because that soundtrack mm. has some of the, possibly the best '90s collaboration of some of the best hip-hop and pop acts that you can get in a single motion picture they spent a lot of money on it and it shows mm. so mm. i don't know what they're gonna do for this one uh, probably probably getting kendrick maybe you know <laughs> anderson Park, if he gets know, out of his uh wallowing uh philosophy cave maybe <laughs> yeah. Well, he's supposed uh, to be dropping collab album maybe with Bruno Mars. So okay. Wait, no, you're talking about okay. Anderson Park, not uh, Kendrick. I was about to say. Uh, okay, wait. sure. Don't, oh, don't, don't oh, tease me oh. like that. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about Anderson Park. Oh yeah. well. No, no, I mean, R. Kelly was the "I Believe I Can Fly." I mean, yeah. So that's probably the staple of the damn thing. Oh, Salt damn. and Pepper. Salt and yeah. I mean, Seal, Fly Like an Eagle, fantastic. Yeah. Coolio, yeah. the winner. Quad City DJs, the Monster Anthem, having an amazing collection mm -hmm. of hip hop artists. Be Real, Busta Rhymes, Coolio, LL Cool J, and Method Man, all yeah. for one track. Damn. D'Angelo, Monica for For I wow. Will, Robin S, giving you all that I've got. Barry mm -hmm. White and Chris Rock for Basketball Jones, all <laughs> for one I that. turn to you. Changing Damn. Faces and JC with R. Kelly with All of My Days. Mm. That's the way I like it with the Spin Doctors featuring Biz Marquis, the Biz himself. Mm. And then last but not least, Bugs Bunny's bugging that wasn't on the soundtrack of Fish. It did not appear in the film, but it's yeah. in there. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't know how they're going to top that. But that, like I said, some of the best cool. 90s artists of all time. Not sure yeah. how they're going to beat yeah. this. I don't know how they're going to top that, especially when like half of the biggest artists of today were in this other movie that we're about to talk about. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I should uh, also point out that soundtrack went six times platinum. Really? Mm, yeah. Doesn't one soundtrack was certified though. six times platinum. That's like one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. As mm -hmm. it should. Yeah. Um. All right. So moving on from discussing uh, Lola Bunnies, uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna discuss. Um, Coming to America, uh, Coming to America, which is the sequel to the 1980s classic uh, film starring Andy Murphy and Arsenio Hall, which premiered on Amazon Prime March 5th. Um, so this is, you know, obviously a lot of people have been heavily anticipating this movie, kind of just wondering about it. Um, I know a lot of people kind of came into this very, very, you know, kind of with hesitation because, you know, this was PG-13. Um, and I actually just rewatched the first Coming to America very recently about a couple of weeks ago um and what really made that movie r-rated is really the nudity at the beginning mm -hmm. and yeah. just the f-bombs of when he goes to new york i mean that really is really where most of the uh r-rating comes from and then plus you have to give a whole other rating because you have scary crackhead samuel jackson so you got to give a, you know another you know rating for that uh yeah. that's, you know, that, that bumps up your rating as well it's like you got you know cockeyed samuel jackson <laughs> 
Um, and and so 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 that's kind of primarily why the reason the movie was already. But when you really go back and look at the humor of that movie, it's really not really kind of too dirty, too raunchy, or anything like that. It's it's very kind of you know fun type humor. Um, so coming in this one, I wasn't really that concerned about it being PG thirteen myself. Mm-hmm. So in this one, um, you have a story of you know the Eddie Murphy character, you know, and with now you know he finds out he has a long lost son um and it gets in kind of with the way he finds out is it kind of goes into one of my main problems with the film is a lot of p- plot kind of conveniences you know it's a lot of situations that just kind of happen and you get that a movie has a lot of conveniences to fit the plot and coincidences and everything like that i mean that's just a movie but then i think this one just has too many and it just kind of comes off as very very kind of lazy uh, mm. a lot of times and then the way he finds out he has a son um is kind of during a fun kind of you know uh, uh interplay between him between arsenio hall and james Earl jones who who said listen i am not getting up off this bed yeah i'm not i'm not standing <laughs> on my own two feet not once in this movie <laughs> motherfucker you got me for two days yeah <laughs> i'm i'm not two days that. and two hours each yeah. Yeah. and i'm lying I mean, down the entire time <laughs> Yeah, I, I gotta respect Stead. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's. I mean, yeah, he's that, Jones. Give me that fucking Steven Seagal contract. Yeah. Hey, 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 don't yeah. don't you besmirch that name. He's at least a. Uh, he's at least <laughs> a uh, I just blank. Or, or, dang it, I can't believe I blanked on uh, Citizen Kane himself. Orson Welles. Oh. Orson Welles. That is Orson, an Orson, Orson Welles move. Okay. Come on, uh, sir. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh. Um, so, you know, you gotta, you gotta have respect for that. You know, like he got a check for just not even standing on his own two feet. You gotta, you gotta have some good yeah, respect for that. I mean, yeah, not, not even standing up, not even doing uh, any hint of an African accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he doesn't have to. He's Darth Vader. Faster. You got me yeah. for doing Darth Vader voice and that's it. Yeah. Um, and so in this one, so I, th- I thought that was kind of a fun scene in that, you know, and throughout the movie, there are kind of very chuckle worthy scenes that, that do kind of hit. Um, but, you know, he finds out that he has a son all the way, you know, in America, in New York. Um, and, you know, during his night when he did come to America, you know, they go back to that scene, you know, famously of when he went to the bar. Um, and they were, went through all these kind of different dates. And that's where, you know, it's a very good scene. Um, I actually wanted to talk to you guys about the de-aging and what did mm. you think about that mm. particular scene? I mean, what did you, did you think the de-aging was good when they kind of flash back to that scene? It wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. It's it's not on the level of like that Marvel de-aging, but it, it kind of helps that the, the way the scene is shot, it's kind of like uh, darker, so you can kind of mm. hide some of the flaws with CG when it's uh, shot dark. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was I think that was the smartest thing that they could have done. Mm. Um, mm. But okay. yeah, I thought I thought it worked. Mm. Um, okay. And it was just kind of funny too, just to see everybody de-aged. Because like with the, with a comedy like this, it could have been poorly done, and I still would have mm. like I would have laughed at it just for how bad it would have been, you know? Mm. So, yeah, but but I they thought... but they but they went the extra mile to yeah. make it look at least decent. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, so he figures out that he has a son there, uh, goes to meet him and, and when he goes to meet him, he comes back and we get the barbershop scene that we saw a lot of in the trailer, which still is really funny. You know, even though yeah, I that, you know, saw that scene in the trailer, it still hits, it still hits it, pretty well. You've been gone for 30 years and no child support and you came back. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I yeah, I think uh, that still yeah, really uh, works. Yeah, that that's um, besides uh, another actor in this. Those are the highlights of the movie when Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are are in the makeup as the older versions of the, the characters from the first movie, and they're just improvising and they're having a great time, and they're still funny in that. Yeah, their timing their timing is great. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that's when Arsenio Hall mostly comes out the most in this movie, mm-hmm. is when he's kind of in makeup and character kind of the most, um, and you know like they go so i thought that was kind of a really good scene you know there you know i think that that's a testament to how funny it is even though you've seen it in the trailer it still hits pretty well um when you actually see it in the film and when he takes you know the son because the majority of it is him trying to take the son because he needs a male heir specifically because he has this pressure from the wesley snipes character who's general um izzy correct right general mm-hmm. izzy is his character's yeah. name um who you know has a plot to kill him unless you know he can unite the kingdom with the male heir of his and his daughter who's played by tiana taylor um in this as well um and so so most of it you know instead of taking place in new york it takes place all in zamunda uh which i thought was a very nice change i thought you know that kind of makes it just from being a carbon copy of the original film of it taking place trying to find like because i know ryan coogler had pitched an idea to eddie murphy about doing a coming to america sequel uh and guess who you guess who he's going to get to play the son of eddie murphy michael b jordan <laughs> of course you know michael, of course you know any i mean that's his guy you know what i mean any movie that you know he's in you know gotta bring along michael b jordan you know hey i'm doing a marvel movie okay gotta bring on michael b jordan no matter what you know what i mean that's just you know hey that's this his guy uh, you know, you, you know, love it. But uh, you know, he pitched that whole idea to him about doing a, a another sequel. Where you focus on the son, and I don't know if it was going to be mostly. I think they said it was mostly going to be about Eddie Murphy trying to find, help the son find the love of his life mm. in New York as well. I think so. It's kind of be. It seems like it's kind of be going to be more of a rehash of the first one, um, as opposed to what we got with this sequel. Um, so, just go around. Uh, what are you guys' general thoughts on it? Uh, Chase. Uh, so I feel I, I feel very mixed about it because it's not. I just think it, I, I think the idea, the concepts were there for it to be just as funny and just as good as the original. It's just the execution was so poor um, and just kind of half baked. Um, so yeah <laughs> I, I mean like i watched it with my parents and it was a good one of those movies to watch with your family uh <laughs> but when i really like sat down and like thought about the film it really didn't add much to the legacy of coming to america and it didn't really uh like this movie really didn't justify its existence to me when mm. i thought about it um and it really depends on like the the original movie because without Mm. that this movie is kind of on its own it's it's very it's very average (laughs) but what do you think nick um i agree with you i feel like this movie is just very very painfully average i mean aside from a couple of standout lines here and there that really caught me off guard and 
Wesley Snipes, who yeah. just like with Craig Brewer's last movie, Dolomite Is My Name, <clears throat> is easily the best performance in this because Wesley Snipes, he is he is having so much fun chewing up scenery and he is great. Yeah. He is he is the person who is the most fun to watch and I always felt a little bit sad whenever he would walk off screen. Yeah, because his stroll when he struts, <laughs> I, I mean, granted, like this, this is one like one of the highlights of the movie is when they're announcing uh, before he even arrives. They're like, uh, "This man is who Mufasa was based after. This man is the most well-endowed man in Africa." <laughs> and then once you see it's Wesley just strutting in, it's that is one of the funniest jokes in the in this film. Um, just the way he struts with his like sort of like sort of like arms behind him like this and his cane or whatever uh mm. but it's just like our, our the main character is like the son um even though i think he's all right he's mm. not really adding too much of like a funny dynamic to the film or he's not really cha- well he does change don't get me wrong but he's not he's just not nearly as dynamic as 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 eddie was as the protagonist of coming to america yeah um, yeah he, he's and, a character that is is more or less uh brought in to bring a new perspective but for reasons that i won't get away because of spoilers it ends up just rehashing the first movie yeah yeah which, uh, it, does... it, which is upsetting because you kind of pulled a bait and switch of promising us something different and you just ended up doing the same thing Mm. Uh, Dusk, what do you think? There, I will say, it seemed like all the actors were having a good time <laughs> making yeah. the movie. I just wish it was as fun to watch. Mm. I agree uh, with Chase. It, the movie's unfortunately fairly poor. It's not only a rehash of an idea, while they had does have sporadic moments of some funny moments, it its narrative and its characters it doesn't know what it kind of wants mm-hmm. do you want to tell a uh, a rehash of a story do you want to talk about his son or or do you want to talk about how his daughters and uh, his wife how does she feel about how this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and they have this setup of oh akim would uh he got drugged you set it up oh he's at this bar but we forget to mention at one point he kind of something happens to him and to get that circumstance for him to have a son and he gets a lot of shit for that and that's not his fault at all he had no choice about this and so his wife getting upset about him and then they welcome them in as if oh hey you're just whatever no you you kind of did that to me this would be much more awkward and it's kind of like you're not treating this as as kind of seriously as you should and what is it with wonder woman and now this and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of having that same subject. Like, why did you put that in here? That just yeah. overcomplicates this. If you're going to have a son be in America, why couldn't it have just been? Uh, you know, is it could have been interesting. Is um, what if um, it was his actual his father? He was because um, he had mentioned in the first movie. I love um, James Joel Jones, but he had mentioned that he had uh, made love to multiple women aside mm-hmm. his wife as a king. That'd been interesting. What if he had a little brother? That he didn't know about that had been to america and they went away in samunda or if they were going to have that like why not just have like his son went to uh, like they had a 
a broke fa broken family or his son and him don't talk they don't see eye to eye and so another there's a bunch of different ways they could have had it where he didn't know he had a son yeah or uh it would have been less skeevy and it would have been much more interesting then they develop as like then they kind of develop it and then we spent all this time in uh in zamunda and i gotta say it's black panther light Mm. <laughs> it's very and i know that's the point but the cgi for that line is terrible man yeah. come on yeah. like I, I will praise the de-aging they did a pretty good job for not having marvel money but i don't yeah, know yeah but I just but again with it. the again with the de-aging a lot mm -hmm. of that is aided by having those effects be in that dark nightclub but with the oh line, absolutely that that is that is filmed in broad daylight yeah so you can see all the flaws in the CGI. yeah you can and i I, again, I, I wish there was something more. Poor, uh, or poor, uh, uh, his, his his wife, Linda, she was a really important component of, you kind of, like Eddie Murphy, you started to fall in love with that, that character as you're mm. watching her in the first movie. That was part of the charm. Yes, it was R-rated. That had a lot of F-bombs. and But I mm. think that's why I, I, I miss kind of some of the 80s movies is they were terribly earnest in what yeah, they were what trying to do. They were beautifully yeah, when, earnest and they wanted to tell a, a funny story, but it was a story about characters and you have to know her character. She has, she has jack shit to do in this movie. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. anything. Her opinions don't matter. And yet she still gives him shit for something he can't control. And now that he has all this stuff and you're like, what are you, are we doing a rehash? Are we talking about his family falling apart and he has to find and uh, prepare his children for a takeover? What, what's the plan here? And then it all just kind of culminates in this kind of semi-action moment and then his son has his own stuff and we just kind of have a nice little bow at the end and you're like, it didn't feel earned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with the same page as you. The, like with uh, with all of the classic 80s movies, like Animal House, Coming to America, even, uh, even Ghostbusters to a certain extent, there mm -hmm. was something about there was something about all of those and how terribly earnest all of them were. And and it was just something so charming about when you read about the history of how those movies were made and you can feel all the love and attention and care that went into them, that a sequel like 30 years later, it just can't recapture that. No. And it was often right moment, right people, right chemistry, mm -hmm. right time. Mm -hmm. uh, Ghostbusters worked because Dan Aykroyd, Harold, it's like Dan Aykroyd worked with Bill Murray, who worked with Harold Ramis, and they had been doing this shtick for years on SNL yeah, before and, and working their craft. Yeah, yeah and, working uh, their craft on SNL, and you had mm -hmm. Harold Ramis, who was who unsung script down in history as one of the greatest comedic minds of all time, mm -hmm. and fantastic scriptwriter, and uh, mm -hmm. Ivan Reitman, fantastic director. They were able to just work within the limitations of these people. Dan Aykroyd generally believed in ghost stuff, had all the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Bill Murray just wanted to be sarcastic and he had a very specific dry sense of humor. And Hale Ramis had very good script writing and very good, uh, kind of a very intellectual type of comedy as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Ivan Reichen was able to kind of knock those heads together and put his own input and able to corral all of it. And they all put their energy into something. And even to yeah. come to America, it was a very Eddie, Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall component and yeah, along and with these other all, actors and also and also coming to america that came out uh what couple years before yeah a couple years before or after eddie murphy raw and just a few years after oh and that was also a john landis movie who say what you will about him as a person the guy knows comedy 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to, you know, Dust's point about, you know, very much of how the first one, very much Eddie Murphy in Arsenio Hall goes into kind of one of my criticisms of the film is just, it feels kind of too big. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you got a lot of people in it. Um, it's, you know, it's, it, the film has a lot of black all-stars in it. Um, yeah. as, as, you know what I mean? It, it has, you know, you know, salt and pepper shows up. I was about to mention, I didn't know yeah, if you but, noticed salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah I don't know, know about you, but every time they cameo somebody, that just pulled me out of the movie. It, yeah. 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 It kind of did. Uh, so, yeah. Salt and pepper, Gladys Knight, uh, Tumbo. Uh, yeah. Robert Here's Noah, what Jones He voiced the news channel, ZNN. <laughs> yeah. yeah tr- uh, Trevor Noah is in this, you know. Um, and a lot of bad wigs, by the way, uh, that a lot of people had, like the like the son had, and then Trevor Noah, you know, uh, you know, he's you know he's got a wig and glasses and stuff like that. Nah, nah, I watched some of the Daily Show from home. That's actually that's his actual hair. <laughs> oh, okay, so maybe it is actually okay. So yeah, no, he still so has a nappy head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's a lot of kind of these you know cameos and kind of these black kind of all stars coming in this. Um, and to Chase's point, a lot of the really the great stuff about it is stuff you remember from the first one. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of callbacks to the first one, a lot of kind of those things. Um, and with this film, you know, uh, the wife character, you know, uh, uh, Linda, she was such a big part of the first one and of developing his character. And it feels like, you know, where does this movie want to go because it is so big with this big ensemble cast does it want to tell this story of trying to update it and make it more kind of how the first one was a little bit of this progressive type story of this guy who wants to buck tradition from his family and go like well i want to pick a woman that i want to love and i want to respect for me that's the choice i want to make for myself and then now 30 years later how he's kind of changed this person and now he has three daughters who i like by the way i liked all three of his daughters i thought they yeah, all I just wish they had something job. to do yeah. yeah, I wish I wish they actually got more screen time. You Absolutely. know, actually, because yeah. I think. I'll go ahead. Something that just came to mind and kind of what I thought initially, what going in, what was going to happen was going to be, instead of like a traditional love story per se, I thought that the son and the oldest daughter were going to sort of develop together, as like mm-hmm. siblings, you know, like a yeah, like a genuine love. friendship. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there should have been more time spent on developing that yeah. that familial bond between uh, Lavelle and I can't remember any of the daughters' names because they're so inconsequential <laughs> to what happens in the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they talk about how much of a kind of she wants to be leader, but she can't really say it because it's not the rules. But she's clearly capable. Yeah, it, it, yeah. She has the same character arc as Jasmine in the Aladdin remake. Right, but yeah. less <laughs> developed and interesting. Uh, There's yeah. no flaw. She doesn't have a flaw. That's something that Lavelle could show. Maybe she has all the intellectual. She has some athleticism. She's skilled, but she doesn't have a lot of wit. She doesn't have the sharp tenacity necessary to make tough calls. She's been oh. fairly pampered. Yeah, And oh, he could yeah. show, hey, I have these New Yorkisms. I'm from Queens. I've had to survive on my own. I make decisions that you didn't think about mm. that may seem not seem obvious to you. It makes me wonder what movie would have gotten if, like, Parallel Earth Timeline, we got Ryan Coogler's version of it. Because I, I feel like with Craig Brewer, he's a guy who, who I 
don't want to speculate, but I think he's like a less experienced filmmaker. He's a guy that Eddie Murphy can can more or less be in charge of. Mm, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Eddie Murphy, I feel like he has Craig Brewer's ear more than uh, a seasoned director like Ryan Coogler would. Mm, uh, maybe. I mean, granted, I do have to give him uh, Dolomite because Dolomite was an awesome movie. It was um, fantastic. Yeah, Dolomite was amazing. So, yeah, Eddie Murphy's I, comeback. Yeah, so I was hoping that that sort of that momentum would carry on to this film. Yeah, because because in this because in Dolomite, all the character arcs are are relatively strong, even like the the lesser ones. <laughs> um, but over here, it just just everything fell flat. Everything, like you said, dust was very unearned. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the relationship that we were describing and saying like what should have happened it does happen but it happens in a split second to where yeah. it just was just like alright like we're moving on now let's get on mm. to the romance right <laughs> I think yeah. also uh, I agree with you Chase uh, I was also really looking forward because I loved uh, My Name is Dolomite but I think your optimism may have been misplaced is the he didn't write those scripts the script mm. for that movie was actually written by the same guys who did Ed Wood, one of okay. my favorite movies, and it oh. follows a very similar form- formula. So I think, I think he's not is like he's not untalented. I think he has really good knowledge of character pacing and kind of where where to uh, put the camera and to focus on what moments. He's a very fairly inexperienced, but fairly he knows when to put the camera where to do it, basic stuff. But it. it this movie needed a script like no other. It needed yeah. a really tight script, and it needed. If you're gonna have all these characters, yeah, you have to have it, a purpose for all of them. Yeah. yeah. And you know. Yeah, and, and yeah, go ahead. yeah, it goes to show that you that uh, that kind of that Apatow style of uh, comedy filmmaking, where you have pretty much just a base outline of a script, and you let your actors improvise. Yeah those only work maybe a handful of times you need a tight script to get stuff going like mm-hmm. stuff like uh stuff like tropic thunder stuff like uh dolomite stuff ghostbusters like, even this is the end to the extent yeah. ghostbusters you need a tight script yeah um all right so just uh we're gonna wrap up give our final thoughts here um yeah so i i thought the film was just okay i thought it was solid um thought like i said i think it's just very very bloated um in its characters really kind of lazy kind of writing when it comes to it and you have a guy like Kenyon Barris like I don't know I mean I I think it, him writing movie scripts I don't know I don't think it's been a good track record for him so far I don't watch his show Blackish or Mixedish or the 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 uh, Mixed is not bad you know, the- in, in, insert uh insert adjective ish <laughs> yeah I don't I don't watch the the multiverse of the multi-racial television universe yeah <laughs> tv's also you know. very different yeah, yeah. yeah that's true yeah yeah just yeah. just in the nature of how you write tv it, it's different from writing a full-length feature yeah I and this wonder if uh if they were given like a limited series i wonder if all of our complaints could have been fleshed out. i actually would have preferred a limited series coming to america that would allow mm-hmm. better time to know the sun beforehand if you're gonna do you don't know him show maybe like you think it's gonna be a rehash and then then they flip the twist mm-hmm. and it's a oh no like and then it's a family meeting and we find all this out and oh no but uh, uh sorry uh, her character his mom's character sorry 
Leslie. No, she passed. She passed. <laughs> Leslie. She. Oh, I'm sorry. She passed away. Or uh, I'm with my aunt now. She didn't know have anything to do with that. And we've been working hard. And but uh, come, yeah. son. I want to show you Zamunda. And then, but well, let's stay in America. I want to learn what you've been doing. And then yeah. it cuts to him just in a shitty job. This is. He's just like Arsenio, and he just looks at his Arsenio. He's like, "This is a dump," and he's like, "Don't say that. Don't say that to him." Ma, this yeah. is a wonderful place. What? Who employs you here? Like, to, yeah. to try, I can just <laughs> yeah. imagine all the fun things with him bringing his family back to them. You know what? Let's go back to America. And irony, hey, where the poor people are, so we can slum it. <laughs> yeah. That would've been great. Let's go to Queens, yeah. where we where they can we can really we can really stretch ourselves and get back as yeah. a family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like this would have worked better as uh, as a limited series. You could have had a lot more time to address some of our complaints with this, like character stuff that just happens too fast. Um, yeah. We could have expanded on some of the stuff that, that kind of gets a shaft. You could have given uh, uh, Eddie Murphy's wife in this. You could have given her more character development because she was such a giant part of the first movie. Yeah. That um, that here you just kind of fridged her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know, like you know, dealing with the things uh, in the first movie about you know having this wife character about like him, you know, seeing a character like you know like Linda who she was um and you know seeing it actually i'm sorry i keep calling her linda lisa is her name sorry about that mm -hmm. lisa. uh lisa lisa yeah. sorry um because they say in in zamunda women can't even own a business you know what i mean so it's like you know what i mean women can't even still do that there you know like so what have you been doing up there all this time that you you know yeah. what i mean you, you've been doing for 30 <laughs> I years i would have loved yeah. to have seen small little things that they had like cherry picked and mm. That they got things at work like oh we can help businesses yeah. but yeah, only because, at this point yeah. or we've done things make baby steps mm. yeah. yeah yeah because you because uh a lot of eddie murphy's arc in the first movie was about um being uh, more progressive kind of like uh uh picking and choosing what traditions are kind of fucked up in zamunda and then in 30 years he did nothing to change it I don't believe that the guy we got at the end of the first movie is the guy we have today. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. For a character yeah. who says to the woman he loves, uh, she's like, you would have given this all up for me. He's like, I still can if you want. And she goes, nah. It's just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> or uh, the fact that he could have had a woman right from the get-go who would have done everything he ever wanted, never would have had a single thought not her own. And he's mm -hmm. just like, that's not what I want. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and they don't make her you know, to just hop on one foot and bark like a dog for 30 years. He did. Yeah. That'd have been funny. You know what? If they showed her still doing that, that'd have been funny. She was still barking. They did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she yeah. was still barking. Yeah. I can't believe they did that. Yeah. And like I say, it goes into kind of like kind of cheap kind of writing because like that character, the the one that you know he left at the you know altar, you know, barking and anything like that. That's the sister of the Wesley Snipes character, and then there's other characters. And then there's other characters who are like you know related, and that's how they show up, you know, because they bring back as much people as they can from the, yeah. from the first one. Those um, small moments were nice, but yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, I think overall, um, I give it a six out of ten. I think it's it's just kind of fair. Um, it's it's decent. Just sit, you know, it's on Amazon Prime. You can maybe watch it. Don't think it holds the candle to the, the first one. I mean, the first one is just obviously a classic. 
um, and what it did. But uh, yeah, and I mean, there's some good scenes in this. Like, I especially love the scene he had with John Amos um, in this. Mm. Um, that was really nice. But uh, yeah, you know, overall, it's just kind of just not up to snuff all that much, you know, um, except for a few bright spots. So yeah, six out of ten. Uh, yeah. Chase. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a five and only a five for Wesley Snipes strut. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, there's 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 moments that I do feel like uh, are very funny and watchable. It's just that the story as a whole was very much so fell flat compared to the original. Hmm. Uh, uh, Nick. Yeah, I'll give this a six out of ten again because there are a lot of bright spots in this. Like. There, like every time I'm kind of writing this off, there'll be a line that just had me, had me cackling. And also, Wesley Snipes is amazing in this movie. He, he's easily <laughs> the best part about it. But, but again, the story it just kind of falls flat, and it fit, it's trying and failing to recapture the same heart that got across in the first coming to America, which it's it, it I I feel like this movie it needed more time. You. It needed more time to develop all the characters because while Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall are getting the limelight, all the other characters that made the first movie what it was, they're given nothing to do and the movie suffers for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dust. So. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I can't give it any higher than five. Mm. It, mm. I'm with Chase. It doesn't go lower just because of Wesley Snipes. And the very, <laughs> in the very few moments in this movie where I did laugh, the, the like the, the guilty chuckles with like the barking lady and the, but in the generally <laughs> in the generally pretty funny moment where they're at the barber shop and, but those are few and far between and it, I didn't laugh a lot in this movie and I wasn't laughing out loud I was just kind of chuckling, mm. maybe get a good a good kind of feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it just it, I could go back and watch the original. And I would lose nothing, and I could come up with a better movie in my head than I saw this movie. Mm. And to me, that's why it gets a five. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't god awful. Um, it just was okay at yeah. best, even in its best moments. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but I feel like just being okay, especially being the oh yeah, Brewer's follow up to Dolomite, which was just so incredible. Mm -hmm. it, it just makes it it makes it go down a couple points. Yeah. That's why I'm yeah. going to go back, watch the original. Watch the bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> um, um, all right. So uh, let's move on discussing Coming to America. We're going to discuss Araya and the Last Dragon, the Disney animated film uh, that premiered on Disney Plus Friday, uh, March 5th. Um, this is kind of very, very uh, film starring uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Uh, this film is especially about like kind of... Uh, Asian culture, South Asian culture, specifically uh, Thai. Yeah, specifically Thai. Um, a lot of people, when they saw the trailer, they were drawing comparisons to things like Avatar: The Last Airbender, um, things like Mulan. Um, and just like Mulan, they're charging this thirty dollars. Don't know why. Uh, you know, really, really, just don't know what the decision behind that is. 
but you know that's with the premiere access with this so if you have disney plus you have to pay that extra 30 dollars to actually see this um and you have other uh asian uh actors involved in this as well like aquafina jimmy chan daniel day kim who plays the father of killing me tran in this uh you have benedict wong and then sandro um and alan tudyk uh who basically i guess he's just the you know animal voice guy for pixar i mean anytime there's a, uh for, for disney i mean he's they he's just a guy. needed a white guy on the cast to get it. Yeah, I guess <laughs> You know, like if you need some guy to make random animal noises, I guess he's the guy that you call. I guess. Yeah. I mean, well, what's the guy? I, I always think back to that. I always think back to that video of him doing the voice for the chicken in Moana, and <laughs> every cut he just breaks with, "I went to Juilliard." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, they, they couldn't get the guy who voiced. Fred and Slimer in every cartoon in the 80s and now I guess he was busy. So yeah. Alan Tudyk it is. Alan Tudyk's our guy. Um, yeah, and uh, with the story of this, first of all, I will say with this movie, really beautiful animation. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. Really, really love the way it looked. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with all the character designs, the action scenes, really, really well done. And with the story of this, it's all about Raya, who's in search of these uh, shards of this kind of dragon, uh, uh, dragon piece, which, you know, they put together kind of basic kind of animated movie, children's kind of kid kind of set up. You have these, you know, this, this magical item and, you know, it's broken apart because of all these different tribes who distrust each other. And then she has to kind of yep. go around. Yep. Yes. Yep, this MacGuffin that breaks apart because humans suck. And, yeah. And now she has to go about this journey to fix it. Yeah, to, to fix it, to bring all these kind of pieces together. Very, you know what I mean? Uh, kind of, you know, her Inuasha type shit, you know what I mean? Kind of collecting <laughs> all the shards and everything like that. Um, and this, and I, you know, I will say, I mean, I think Kelamir Tran does a you know, really good job as Raya. Uh, you mm. know, really gives a lot of personality. Uh, and I, I kind of really enjoyed that watching it, um, you know, and compared kind of to the, you know, other Disney kind of characters they've done um, in the past years. Um, like, for instance, like I wasn't really big on Frozen. Um, a lot of people were, I, you know, a lot of people like really, really loved it. Um, I, I, I wasn't that big on that. Um, didn't see Moana, so I can't really uh, compare it to Moana all that much. Uh, but with this one, I actually really quite um, enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I mean, I enjoyed kind of love the animation, love the action scenes, love the kind of the choreography with it. Um, I like kind of the adventure, you know, fetch quest type story that they do here. Her gathering the crew of people that she assembles. I mean, it's kind of a nice, kind of funny type crew, you know, especially the con baby. I love the con baby. I actually want to oh, see a whole. Yeah, my, yeah, I was watching it with my girl, and every time the con baby was uh, coming on, she, my girl was next to me. It's like, oh, oh. yeah, like uh, that con baby was adorable, and that had the biggest laughs of the movie for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would actually want to see a spinoff with just the con baby. You know what I mean? Just to see the adventures of the con baby and monkeys and the in the little yeah. monkeys. I thought that was, you know, like I said, it was really adorable. The monkeys uh, with just, nine stomachs. Yeah, um, you know the 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 ten year old like shipboat captain that they meet, you know, escaping. Um, I thought he was he was a fun character. I mean, again, you know, some of the crew are kind of like these conventional kind of people in adventure kind of quests. Like you have a big, you know, brute tough yeah, guy. These are, and, yeah, they're more conventional types that you get in adventure type movies. But when you really think about the backstory that mm. is only really touched on in this movie, your backstories get dark. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, this movie is a lot darker than I thought it would ever be, and I <laughs> appreciate it for it, for doing that, for going yeah. there. Yeah, um, because yeah, the whole and, thing, and I think a lot of that is owed to the four directors here because this is directed by. Uh, there are four credited directors here. You have uh, Don Hall, who was the director for Big Hero Six, and the writer for uh, Moana and uh, Meet the Robinsons. You have Paul Briggs, who's another. Uh, Who's another uh, big animation guy? He's wrote. This is uh, his first directorial feat. Uh, also co-directed John Rippa, another uh, animator, and this is his first feature. But the biggest name on the directors list is Carlos Lopez Estrada, who mm. directed one of my favorite movies of the last couple of years of uh, Blind Spotting. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that was a movie that was uh, really dark. That was kind of like. Um, a play on on what Spike Lee was doing with stuff like Do the Right Thing. And you're getting kind of... And I lost my train of thought. I'm just going to stop talking because I don't yeah. know where I'm going with this train of thought. Um, well, like you mentioned... Oh, my bad. Oh, so uh, well, like you mentioned, like things get dark. So, you know, with this, yeah. you know, with this uh, sacred you know, item does that comes from the last dragon... Um, this this orb it basically protects them from this evil as they call it the druid right um, yeah the druid which is kind of like this evil force that comes and kind of just you know turns it's everybody to stone druma which kind of turns like you know kind of just you know you know overtakes all this stuff and kind of turns people to stone and you know as the film takes place you know kind of you know years later after the major first incident with the pieces kind of shattered and went to all these kind of different tribes who, who collected it uh, you know that evil kind of just spread and, and turned you know all these people to stone and they're just stuck there forever so it is kind of like this kind of a little bit similar kind of dark kind of story but um i just want to pass it around give uh, people's thoughts on it dusk what did you uh think about the film uh the first few the first five minutes or so I was very worried and it kept on going till about 10 minutes in and then it sort of the movie I think found its footing and then the moments that were dark I I was impressed with and then I realized that's kind of all it has because the lessons that it tries to tell ultimately it can't decide on how it wants to tell it the problem with this i enjoy the movie for what it is I'll, i'm gonna just say some positive i agree with you wholeheartedly animation is beautiful mm. i think they really got uh the taiwanese dragons right they're a little too elsa for frozen for me especially the main dragon where it's just she's got wavy hair mm. and whatever they got the horns and all that and like i would have i would have liked a little not all the dragons are the same way maybe there's a like more but she's like maybe a runt and that would have been kind of, I would have been all right with that. But we find, we see later from the statues that that's not necessarily the case. They all kind of look similar. That's fine. That's a minor gripe. Uh, I thought the voice acting for the most part was uh, on point. I thought they did fairly good for what the characters they asked. Uh, Raya, who was voiced by Kelly Marie Tran, she did a good job. She was able to emote. She was able to stretch her legs in a role that in other Disney projects she has not. Yeah. And that showed that, look, yes. She actually has some skill. Give her a chance. Uh, she did well for this character. Raya as a character in her own right, I thought was uh, actually a nice diversion. I was worried that, oh God, we're just gonna do the uh, female protagonist can do no wrong. And no, oh no, they just set up right from the get-go. Arrogancy, 
trust issues, aspects of her character that are big flaws that have to be uh, dealt with. And she has a legitimate hero's journey. Hmm. My The problem, because these are all good positives, is that it it kind of just, that's all it's got. It's got a beautiful world. It's got some characters, some pretty good characters, and uh, a moral that it's trying to get to. And that's that's kind of it. Um, we don't get to really see these tribes. We don't really get to understand how they worked without it. Everyone talks about, oh, everyone's kind of, we have problems, but this magical item, they believe that it's helping us all out, which isn't true. But to me, heart seems super prosperous. And if I lived in the middle of the ice and bamboo trees, I would be kind of jealous too. Uh, I understand that they were trying to make characters who weren't necessarily villains, but I usually don't say this, but this movie needed a villain. It needed an actual thing because you have these middling gray characters and while they're good, it's kind of muddles the message even further. You're like, oh, but human beings are kind of eh, but there's no real moments where characters really trust one another. There's no moment, if this is a whole big movie about trust, there's no moments where trust is earned. Trust is slowly gained over time. Trust well, is, look, everyone just, look, we just gotta well, trust I, each other now, okay? I, I, th- I think the point of, of, especially how the movie resolves, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, trust, you can develop over time or, it's gonna have to be a leap of faith that, yeah. that you have to take, I suppose and so. that's kind of how the how the movie. I don't want to give away spoilers, but that's kind of oh. the main resolution of it. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, I, um, because yeah, the sort of ant- antagonist is kind of just a force of nature, which is a hard mm. antagonist to write. Oh um, yeah, but I will give it credit where credit is due i do like the instances with the pseudo antagonist um mm. yep the pseudo antagonist like their... uh marina who is voiced here by uh, jenna chan yeah i like their dynamic um but i do agree about like the world itself if you had just tacked on a mi- at least another 20 to 30 minutes just to give each uh like what try uh, each tribe their each own... part of the dragon yeah give give each of them a little bit more time to like because they feel like they're missing something yeah yeah that's the mm-hmm. one that's the one grab i had with this movie was that uh Raya would just come in and then get out and she'd had she'd add somebody to the crew um, yeah that that is my criticism that i feel like the movie moves a little too fast for its own yeah. good because yeah. this this movie it's only like an hour 40 the, the it's pacing is quick yeah, yeah. It, way quicker it feels, than i thought yeah it doesn't feel like an hour 40 at all mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um so yeah i think that this definitely needed at least two hours to fully flesh mm. out the world um mm. and the issues that are going on within each tribe um mm. but i actually do kind of disagree with you on uh, the th- on how it handles the theme i, I was actually kind of impressed mm-hmm. uh and granted i'm kind of like scaling it on a sense of like kid movie themes oh absolutely i understand um so like i'm not saying like it's the greatest at tackling this issue of uh trust and uh deceit in humanity Mm. i think it i think it i think it does a solid job for a kids movie in the sense that like this is one of the few kids movies where um the quote-unquote power of friendship didn't necessarily work for 
the majority of it. <laughs> no, um, that I did like that though. Yeah. It's not there are there are wonderful aspects about this movie that I enjoy. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. We needed 20 or 30 minutes to really get that that fight that each part was actually distinctive. Mm. We we don't know anything about Tail. Yeah. Like the first person yeah. we're in. We don't know anything about how these people survived or what's yeah. going on. They don't have any uh, weak ability to push back these things aside mm. from what we find out later on water. And, but uh, I could forgive almost all that. But the reason why the movie was difficult for the first five or 10 minutes is I'm sorry, but I hated the dialogue. Mm. The vernacular is terrible in those beginning moments. It's very cliche, very recent words, use of verb verbiage, like, mm. oh, this is sick. Oh, mm. this is this. And I'm like, when it stopped doing that and it let the characters be characters, mm. the movie got to breathe. Mm. They got to show me this world. And then the, the fancy talking bragging showed up and I'm like, oh, are we going to do? And she started doing that. And then she stopped doing that yeah. in the movie. Mm. And the, she got to be a character again. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's kind of the standout voice performance in this. It's Aquafina because uh, <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. It's like when she first come on comes on, she should be a character I hate. She mm -hmm. she's a character that is doing that modern talking with the hip hop lingo that the kids are so into. But then yeah. minutes later, she drops it and she gets more time to develop as a character. And and it's just she's so wholesome and her voice work is great and. I, I just couldn't help but start liking uh, uh, the dragon. It yeah. It is her, I think that's the pot. Again, that's why I wish this movie for me was better and it had more developed writing because I can see, I can see the diamond, I can see the diamond here. I can mm. see if you just give it a little bit more time to give these little kids a little bit better uh, script writing here and there, touch up some dialogue, give a little bit more characterization for the people that are joining on a journey because I like the theme. And I like her character. She, yeah, I agree with you, Nick. That she should be a character that I usually don't like. But gosh darn it, she makes the point of the movie. It is the, it's her naivety, it's her earnestness, and you appreciate that because everyone's so cynical that it's like, no, but, but I just want to help. And you're like, yeah, just let her help. Why not? The world's <laughs> like the world's screwed up. Just let it happen. Yeah. What do you got to yeah, lose? What do you think, Josh? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I see your point. I mean, I think the whole kind of theme of it of, uh, you know, friendship is magic and, you know, trust and all the thing like that, you know, the core kind of b belief in that, uh, you know, that that's a very, you know, animated movie, kids movie type of thing that you do in these type of movies, you know, you have to have that kind of that moral lesson in it. But I do think they handle it in a very nice way. And I, to this point, you know, the Raya character isn't such a perfect character. You know, she has her issues for very, you know, good reasons. Yeah. Uh, she she has issues she has. It makes her very interesting. Um, and, you know, I, when you speak about the pacing of the film, uh, I, you know, this is an hour and 47 minutes. I didn't really feel the length of the film at all. I think it moved pretty nicely, moved pretty quick. And seeing, like, I, you know, I do wish we did see more of the world, you know, just to flesh out more of the worlds. Because when, when they go and visit these kind of different places, these different cultures, seeing just all the different colors, seeing the way that mm. the people dress, seeing the way oh, yeah. the people kind of mm. look and everything like that, all the, kind of the way they are. Like, you know, the city like Jim Chan comes from, you know, it's a very kind of more like, um, 
like how would I describe the city? Like it looked more kind of like how the metal benders or earthbenders lived in like right. you know Avatar: The Last Airbender. You know what I mean? Kind of this very kind of very, nice kind of yeah. Fortress. This movie was very Avatar: The Last Bender light slash yeah. Inuyasha light. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The animators definitely took a lot of inspiration from Avatar: The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's it's kind of very, very much kind of those themes in it. And Aquafina as a character, uh, you know, I, when she's first kind of doing her thing, you know, Aquafina. I mean, she first kind of popped onto the scene. Um, I've seen her. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy to watch her career kind of just blow up the oh, way yeah. it has. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Um, she yeah, kind of is from the, like uh, another prank YouTuber to being an Academy Award nominated actress. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, her career is just kind of blown up. Um, yeah, at first she is kind of doing kind of the black scent type thing, you know, when she first kind of comes on, you know, <laughs> like, like you know, kind of mushu light, you know, mushu light, you know what I mean? Very much so, um, like, you know, Eddie the charm Murphy. of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, but it gets into more of, you know, kind of the world and her character, especially when she turns kind of human in it. Um, and, you know, even the animal, you know, sidekick character, as you always have with these movies, um, I thought was really good. You know what I mean? Mm. And it, that, that's kind of her own, um, like, what was the character from um, Avatar? Like, what was his name? Yeah, which uh, one? The, the flying bison. Oh, oh. oh. oh uh, Appa? Appa. Yeah, you know, she got, you know, she has her own Appa in this as well. You know, the, the oh. tra traveling, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> armadillo sidekick in this. That was uh, nice. That was yeah. nice. To see. Yeah, I, yeah. I love that. That was like one of the like. That was very creative. Things ever. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of liked her animal sidekick. I was like, this yeah. is kind of one of the better animal sidekicks I've seen, you know, in a while actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, for movies, uh, at least. Oh yeah, for for yeah. movies at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for these movies. But to get to to get my final rating for this, um, I thought it was very solid, very enjoyable. Um, I enjoyed watching it, had fun watching it, had fun, you know, with these characters. Um, and I would give it a strong seven for me, uh, out of yeah. 10. Um, Nick? Um, again, going back to your point, this is, this is one of the, this is a gorgeously animated movie. There were frames in this where I honestly thought they were just like, they were like live action pictures. It's just so detailed. The fight choreography and the action scenes, it's all amazing. The voice work, especially from from all your top build players like uh, Jenna Chan, Kelly Marie Tran, and uh, Aquafina, all this work is great. <clears throat> and I liked how the movie handled the themes. It, it's still doing it in a very kid-friendly way, but especially in like America's political climate, I feel like it's something that should be heard. Mm. Mm. And, okay. But I do feel like the movie, it's, it's paced. The movie is really fast-paced. It moves. It moves so fast, but it's almost to the movie's detriment because I feel like a better movie would have had more development with each of the side characters in this, each development for all the different cities and locales that you visit because this movie's scale is huge. There are yeah. a lot of different environments and a lot of different cultures that you have a chance to explore that because movies pace so quick, you don't really get that chance. I wanted them to have a reason. So for, to me, help it, her. for me, it's eight out of 10. Oh, what? Yeah, so for me, it's 8 out of 10. I, uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, yeah, a lot of development it could have been helped if the movie was maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, Chase? Yeah, I agree. It's an 8. Um, primarily just because 
for I think this is probably the first time we've said this on the show, but the movie needed to be longer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Nah, uh, yeah. Kind of... Yep. Um, yep. Mark, mark it down in history. The first time we've complained that a movie is too short. Yeah, uh, and it's not even like a short movie. <laughs> To begin with, but yeah, no, like Dust was saying earlier, um, I do agree on just like the 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 I love the team, <laughs> but they definitely needed uh, a better reason to join her. Uh, uh, don't blow up the Discord, my guy. We're we're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. And yeah. So then the world needed a lot more development. That's the main thing. Um. Hmm. So yeah, eight. Um, yeah. Dusk. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with you. It's a seven out of ten. Hmm. Despite my uh, problems with it, I still can't deny the uh, craftsmanship that went into the movie. Clearly, it was it was they had a lot of passion with it. I teetered on a six, but I decided to give it a seven because I felt. It gelled just enough that I felt it was a little bit more than uh, slightly above average. I think it's not the best entertainment, but I would I'd watch it again. And to me, that's a seven out of ten. Okay, watch it again. Yeah. It's a good, yeah, as far it's as solid. Like, I'd non Pixar like... anime. Sure. Yeah, as far as like non Pixar animated movies, this is up there with like Big Hero Six. Yeah. Uh, and just in terms of how much fun I had with. I would love to play a video game of this in this world. Yes, <laughs> I would love to play a video game. That this is ripe for it. Uh, mm. yeah. Disney, call yeah, it. Get on that. Yeah. I definitely. I mean, I definitely. I mean, you clearly hate money since you're charging thirty dollars to stream. Uh, that's yeah. the biggest thing, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think it won't yeah. get as much praise and time as they keep not learning the lesson. Stop charging thirty extra dollars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, I thought that they had figured it out with Soul, the way that dropped and the way that gained traction. That's Pixar. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's Pixar, Pixar, so they don't really care. Yeah, uh, yeah since it's, it's, they don't give a fuck about Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, it'd be one thing if they had thirty dollars and you actually owned it, or if you had if they had thirty dollars and extra incentives came with it, like, oh well, if you had paid thirty dollars, then maybe you get like yeah, a, yeah, you stuff. get like bonus features, you get like uh, uh, interviews with the cast, you get like discount on the next premiere access movie that's available. Yeah, yeah. maybe storyboards or, that explain yeah, the world and clans or something. Yeah, maybe you get like a story. I would love to get a storyboard book of this. You know, yeah, to someone watch does an audio. Somebody does an audio narration of this is the clan, a tale, and this is what they do. This is what yeah. they're good at. Or, See, yeah, the yeah storyboards, behind the scenes. Damn right it is. For free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you get it first. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, Nicholas Way like, the Vault. Disney needs to figure out, Disney needs to figure out this premier access model. I feel like it should just be a tier that you charge for a year and you get all of the premier movies. So we can finally get stuff like fucking Black Widow out. <laughs> yeah. That's like if you want to only go to theaters. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make like a, a separate tier, like you said, like maybe if you had like maybe charge people five extra dollars for maybe Disney Plus or something like that and had like extra incentives that come with that and then includes premiere access, maybe you do something like that. I don't know. I just... Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to ha ask people to pay $30 and you're getting nothing extra with it. You're not even owning it. 
really. Yeah. I mean, you're not even owning it. You're, you're, paying through. The movie. you're not getting anything extra, and the movie's gonna drop there in like five weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. it, it, it sucks because like I, I think this movie is a is a good movie, if not potentially mm. a great movie. Um, I just don't think it's worth thirty dollars. Oh yeah. no, absolutely no. <laughs> yeah, and I feel no. yeah, and I feel like uh, I feel like just by the nature of you charging thirty fucking dollars for it, it's gonna hurt you critically. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, so uh, moving on from discussing uh, Raya Last Dragon, discuss our final topic of the day. I discuss WandaVision. Uh, the finale happened. Uh, you know, you know, big finale. Uh, did all your theories come true? Did all the things that you wished and dreamed of on a star? Um, you know what I mean? Did they all come? Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about in terms of what you know whether or not we think theories kind of ruin shows um, and whether or not it kind of ruined you know this show. Um, in particular as well so in this final episode uh we have the culmination of all these things you know finally coming to its head uh you know you have the you know sword led by haywood you know he's you know going into the hex um you have you know monica rambeau who we see where she left off when being confronted by the evan peters character um we see you know now wanda you know facing off with agatha you know you know 101 witch versus witch uh, which was a very, very good battle um, that we so we see, you know, white vision, um, you know, KKK vision versus, uh, you know, uh, you know, our vision, regular vision, um, which was nice. So this, this yeah, kind of final friendly vision. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, and so we kind of see it kind of a final come all those things come to head. Um, what did you guys think about the finale? Uh, and what were your kind of general thoughts on it? Uh, Chase? Oof. uh it was it was all right i mean like uh i think the ending of it was emotional uh i did actually feel that um there was that was a good sacrifice uh i just it just felt very return to form a little bit too much return to form for for marvel um i honestly disagree with you about the fight scene between Wanda and agatha i thought that was the most disappointing part about it um, I wish that they had gotten a little bit more creative than just shooting energy blasts at each other. Um, I mean, the runes was part, like the runes was dope. Like I, I like that idea. Yeah, uh, that, I, saw, I saw that. Yeah, uh, yeah. To, but yeah, much to my girlfriend's chagrin, I was like watching it in this area, of the apartment, and I just stood up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but like when you're dealing with witches and you're dealing with magic, especially chaos magic, there's a lot to do that yeah. they didn't do mm. <laughs> but especially, especially consider especially considering the last time magic was a, a huge factor in the mcu and doctor mm. strange and how that movie's ending was so different from what marvel had done before yeah mm. yeah and and to just have the have the finale of this be okay the good and bad guy blast each other really hard yeah, yeah. just dbz yeah. battles <laughs> yeah flying up yeah to me the highlight the real interesting battle was between uh the two visions mm. yeah. and how it starts as that knockdown drag out brawl between the two of them but it it evolves into something that's getting into actual interesting philosophical debates yeah mm. yeah uh dusk what do you think uh I don't know. I, I wasn't disappointed. 
it ended how I thought it was going to end based on a show that was made on TV without the budget required. Uh, mm. It was nice, though, for magic to be treated like magic. As a big mm. fan of mm. uh, magical characters in the MCU, like Ghost Rider, yeah. Doctor Strange, um, even DC Zatanna, uh, Doctor Fate. I like characters mm. like that. They're interesting to me. There's so much you can do with them mm. that I don't think a lot of times they take advantage of it. And there was some nice can uh, my setups for um, stuff that they could do. Uh, the book specifically that Agatha has that is that's a basically a big book for the MCU or just Marvel in general. Mm. Uh, <laughs> That sets up uh, the Runaway. That could, uh, if the Runaways didn't have its own series, I don't know if that's connected to the MCU. Mm. The Runaways deal with that book. Um, it's not. That's okay. <laughs> perfect. No, I'm just making sure. You know, you never know. Uh, Reboot it. Redo it. <laughs> yeah. Why not? But you know, uh, the Dark Avengers. That's a book that has shown up. It's basically a MacGuffin mm. book with dark secrets that takes a long time to understand, but you can basically find whatever you're looking for. And it made perfect sense to me that, mm. oh yeah, one is like, yoink. And I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah. I would go and study that stuff too. She's learning how to be a, an actual witch. Mm. She's right. learning to actually use her magical powers while stealing within the MCUs. Yeah, but there is some science in here. And I'm like, sure, all right, whatever makes you happy. Whatever <laughs> makes you, but, but I like that it's like, no, runes actually have magical power. That is like, oh, can we explain that in science? It's a rune. There is no science. This is magic. So at least I like that. Yeah, it, and, it, it, yeah it, it's, it's developing more of uh, the first real magic that we saw was Doctor Strange. Yeah. And it's more or less expanding on that, uh -huh. on that culture of magic, because it's something that didn't get much development for, yeah. for that movie itself. And you're expanding this gigantic world and just wow with uh, Wanda finally coming into becoming the Scarlet Witch and yeah. hopefully leading into what will eventually become Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. They, um, I thought it was cute. This is a previous episode or so, but I don't know if you talked, I, I forgot if you guys talked about it or not. Uh, did you mention the whole uh, Nexus drug thing? That was a nice yeah. reference. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So yes. Uh, I think, Nexus uh, I, yeah. Nexus I, is, Kind of like the center point of the multiverse. Mm -hmm. It's the center point in which and uh, Wanda Dr. is a being that's capable of manipulating. Yeah, uh, I told. Uh, I was curious, and it does seem like someone a little bit. I mentioned the. Uh, you guys asked me or uh, what I thought might happen. I'm like, they might set up a House of M, and like it looks like they kind of are. Uh, House of M was started when um, Wanda's two, uh, her children with Vision were destroyed and so she basically tore up the her reality and universe and created her own yeah and that's how she gains power from chaos she gets it through sorrow mm -hmm. you want to make sure the universe doesn't blow up you make wanda happy okay <laughs> you put on a sitcom <laughs> and you make sure she's happy yeah. otherwise mm -hmm. your universe is yeah so i guess that's why uh, yeah, dr yeah. strange didn't bug bugger yeah, he was, he was just kind of like, all right, she's happy. As long as she's happy, the universe, the rest of the universe is happy. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then sword got involved, and he was like, shit, yeah. uh, I have to clean oh, this shit up. Um, um, go ahead. Oh, um, so uh, you know, just to get to your point about like with Wanda and and everything mm -hmm. like that, um, and just the battle at the end. Oh my god. Uh, I, I think with the battle at the end, you know, 
you see like with for instance with the fight with dr strange when he's fighting thanos in endgame or in uh, infinity war i'm sorry in particular like, well he's you know using his magic and you see how like he took an energy projectile from thanos and he took it and turned it into butterfly so when he's you know multiplying himself and then using so you know he's the sorcerer supreme right so he can do all these things knows all these spells and has all this memory of everything you know she has never really done that before because like you know agatha you know, she's telling her like you're this really powerful witch you are the scarlet witch you are this you know person that their whole chapter is dedicated to you in this book and she's like i don't know what the hell you're talking about i just use my powers i do a little bit of stuff so you know for her to go up against her it is a big knowledge gap so it would you know to have this big witch battle that you think in your head that you'd probably imagine mm. these two people to have it wouldn't be like dr strange versus her you know what i mean i mean she's very limited and the stuff she can do. I mean, you saw a little bit of creative stuff they did in the whole battle, like for instance, where she entered her mind um, for a quick moment. Yeah, she, she, she does same. the same thing she does in uh, Age of Ultron, where she like does the wiggly hands and enter your mind. My only yeah. counter is, and I know probably what you're gonna say is Agatha was just sucking her magic, um, but. My feeding on your magic, dude. Yeah, feeding yeah. on your magic. My, my only counter was I was disappointed that Agatha didn't do anything really different. She was no, yeah. On, she was just feeding on her magic, which well, I, I get it. Maybe strategically that made the most sense for her. Yeah, she um, just wanted her to get mad. Of, it was just kind of disappointing. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she yeah. wasn't. She could have been creative at it to causing chaos to put yeah. her family in danger. Where basic, where she had to use her ability, and then there was a trick. It felt more like Agatha mm -hmm. was super overconfident, and then Wanda just kind of got, got lucky, and she yeah. figured it out. And it's like, hey, yeah, if I'm gonna have to gripe about that, yeah, that's kind of one of those. I I figured that was how I was gonna resolve it, but I would have liked a clever, better use of magic in in hindsight because mm. she's just like oh yeah i'm just stunting what are you gonna do you got nothing and then it's yeah. like oh you did that the one thing i yeah. told you that oh i probably should have figured out or did that myself yeah that, yeah yeah that's yeah that i feel like it, it's not so much uh, a flaw in the episode i feel like that's kind of the that's kind of agnes's character agatha's yeah. character it's like she's been lived for so long she's killed she's killed countless witches before her that she hasn't really faced a, a challenge like wanda and she's overconfident mm. Mm. that's a good point um to get into so other things in the episode um just as far as disappointment so i think uh for me one of the major disappointments was the whole evan peters reveal um uh, yeah i thought you know just for him yeah. to be you know so a lot of people had you know speculated that she was like ralph was you know the evan peters character that was like who you know uh, agatha was talking about this whole time a lot of people had other bigger grander theories mm. like he was mephisto um like he was the quicksilver from the multiverse which we talked about on the show which you know we kind of all you know he showed I was up by that yeah you know a lot of people yeah, we're, yeah we're guilty of speculating on That's yeah funny. yeah um and i think for him just to be you know especially like the joke you know ralph boner i thought that was pretty lame you know what i mean like it's it's okay if you made him ralph but then they had to name his last name boner <laughs> as well like i was just kind of like really i mean you know come on um i feel like the worst part about that tease was like uh for the, for the longest agnes kept or when she was still playing agnes she kept hyping up ralph as her husband so mm -hmm. like you know we were thinking automatically you think mephisto <laughs> you know so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so i mean that Especially that was kind of 
I, you know, yeah, that was kind of a disappointing thing. But Nick, yeah, yeah. go ahead. I, I never really had a problem with the, uh, with the reveal. I mean, <clears throat> my, my biggest disappointment is that you have an actor like Evan Peters who is who has consistently been the one of the better actors in in stuff like American Horror Story. Say what you will about latter seasons, but he's always been kind of a highlight of. And to just have him be this one-and-done joke character, it's a, a little disappointing, but if they can find a way to bring him back, then I feel like it'll be more worth it. Because, as, again, you have such a great character, but I kind of called it, it was more or less stunt casting uh, for our benefit because we've seen the, the X-Men movies and we saw his take on Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see him get to reprise that role in one manner yeah yeah um i think you know one of the really great things that this episode um it did it did solidify that wanda was the villain of this show i mean really she she really was the true villain of the show um uh because there's a scene where agatha yeah yeah, whether intentionally or not she she did yeah she did all the people of westview dirty yeah yeah, uh, I mean, because, you know, there's a scene where Agatha releases everybody from their control and, you know, they're all coming to her and saying, like, you know, when we sleep, you know, we see your nightmares and, you know, my daughter is locked up in her room and I'm not even able to hold her or touch her because when these people aren't in her little storylines, they're just, you know, literally just sectioned off. They're just zombies who just are just, you know, in one place and they're not doing anything, you know? And so that's just a frightening thought that she really, you know, had these this whole town under her control. And even though I did like that, I don't know if the consequences at the end of this episode really, you know, really kind of, kind of, really kind of hit home for that because, no, you know, it's, it's let her go. Yeah, it's kind of just like, oh, well, we understand. You know, Monica's just like, oh, I get it. You like, know what I mean? took a hell town hostage. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's... it's well, well, there was also, well, there was also kind of like uh, that suspicious lack of consequences in stuff like the Avengers or mm-hmm. Age of Ultron or the Winter Soldier, and those consequences came later. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I was about to say wait. Yeah, and also, a lot of those. Pe- also, a lot of those people were still under the influence of her magic, so they were kind of like paralyzing. What were they really gonna do? I oh, mean, I, it's I not know. so much that what they were going to do. It's just so much. Uh, like, I feel like the gripe is like that we didn't get, say, a Doctor Strange or a Captain Marvel to kind of put her in her place or something like that. In the sense that, look, like. We need some there you took a whole town hostage uh yeah. for your little uh house game uh yeah. sitcom. <laughs> At least and nothing you're under house. Yeah, and I feel I feel like that I feel like stuff like that is getting to get expounded on because this is supposed to lead into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Mm, I feel yeah. like that's gonna be like one of the big conflicts of that movie. It's like Doctor Strange having to take this kid under his wing where she she without meaning to took an entire town hostage and tortured them for who knows how long i mean it's also be fair as its own complete story though i feel like that consequence should have happened here Mm. in some manner yeah because if she is going to be in multiverse of madness i would have loved if dr strange had broken in there and been like look you're coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I would prefer yeah. if it was well, peacefully. Is, is, there, is there a way that could have happened without taking away from Wanda's story? Because she is such a... She, this is her story. Yeah. Why didn't she voluntarily go to Doctor Strange? And like, yeah, yeah, hey, like, I can't be allowed to do this again and I need to... It's like... Well, does she, does she even really know who he is? Uh, he... Sh I don't think she knows... He, yeah. You know what happened at the battle so so vividly. I, I they, like she was gone. Would have like met. They probably would have met in passing at uh, Tony Stark's funeral. But Strange might not not even know that she's that she's yeah. uh, capable of magic. Because yeah. everybody, as far as I know, is just thinks that her powers are just from the Mind Stone. Yeah. What did y'all think yeah. about Monica and her ending? If we're talking about like how the characters are being set up. Um. Well, I, I think so. With a lot of a lot of stuff that people kind of theorize with her, I think, and a lot of stuff um, at the end of this episode, of course, she got powers. We see the display of her powers and what she can do. Because uh, I was watching Comics Explained, uh, great YouTuber, great guy. You know, he's a he's a genius when it comes to talking about this comic stuff. Uh, yeah, um, knows all the stuff, all the lore, and you know, Monica in the comics is essentially like such an OP character. You know, what she can do is kind of like take this energy that she gets and kind of redirect it at other people and and she's kind of almost like so so overpowered she's called um, spectrum now right um yeah spectrum now she yeah. used to be yeah she's had countless different aliases in the comics is like yeah. she was captain marvel she's been called spectrum she's been photon yeah um so yeah, very, very powerful. And at the end of this, so in, there's a two mid-credit scenes uh, that, you know, this when this episode ends. And for her, her whole storyline now is going to be presumably part of Nick Fury's spinoff show that's coming, which is called Secret Evasion. Um, so she's going to be working presumably with, with Nick Fury up in space. Um, and... I, I mean, I don't know what the future of her character will come, depending on what the fan reaction to her character is after this. I think it's been pretty mostly positive. Um, and yeah, given that her power... Yeah, fans have so loved her character. Yeah. Well, certain certain parts of the internet have been thirsty as hell for her character. Yeah. I mean, can you blame them? Yeah, no, I'm a part of that. No. <laughs> no, I cannot. Yeah. Who's a beautiful woman? Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you think her just going to another spinoff show is kind of beneath her now? You think with her power level, she should be kind of be considered to have like an Avenger status, her own movie status? I mean, she like, stopped we, like four bullets. Well, <laughs> yeah, she, she stopped four learning. bullets. She's still, yeah, she's she, still learning. She is, yeah, she's still, she's still learning about her powers. And she is also going to be uh, a primary character in Captain Marvel 2. Yeah, and presumably going to be featured in Miss Marvel and uh, Secret Invasion. I believe so as well. Yeah, yeah. So I... she's getting a lot to do, and I feel like that's going to be like a point of contention mm -hmm. between her and Carol Danvers. Mm -hmm. There seem to already be mm -hmm. point of contentions between there, those characters. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. There definitely seems like there's some animosity between the two of them. Uh, they're yeah. probably setting up probably in the next phase, Civil War Two. Mm. Mm. which will be really interesting course, how they do it because uh, carol danvers is a sociopath in those comics yeah <laughs> yeah well, because sjw writers got a hell of a war i mean <laughs> if she, she isn't already written yeah no, if she isn't already i was about yeah. to say yeah no uh but <laughs> I, I mean granted i don't know i don't know much about spectrum so i don't know whether or not she has enough 
comic like i don't know if she has any runs in the comics to really adapt for her own mm. uh individual projects but i do like how they're dealing with her and i like having sort of like a character that is sort of like a thread between everything happening in space right now right you know? just like i like how our fbi contact is jimmy woo yeah, I yeah. like that he's a, he's just a cool dude. I'm in Man Two. I was like, I want to see more of this guy, mm-hmm. and they the yeah. universe answered my wish and like got him in yeah. this good show. And I'm like, all right, yeah. Jimmy Woo. Yep, and uh, Jimmy Woo is now the most powerful magic user in all of Marvel. Damn right. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see. Tricks and Agatha does that would be great. <laughs> that would be a great. Wouldn't that have been a great ending if you somehow get there? Any. He- Trick, and it's just one of the she's like you're joking right and he's like a distraction and he yeah. he does it with a magic trick and yeah. then that gives wanda enough time to, to exactly that would have been great uh, he's like slide of hand stuff and she's yeah. like that's that's not even magic what are you doing yeah. um so you know getting to like the, the big theories um with the show that people had with like mephisto coming in that didn't happen a lot of people thought dr strange was coming in happen. that didn't uh, that didn't happen. Uh, people thought that uh, you know it was multiverse with Quicksilver. That White didn't happen. Vi- yeah, people thought that White Vision was going to turn out to be Ultron. That didn't happen. Yeah, you but know that, that didn't like happen. Dumbest one. <laughs> like, come on, yeah. guys, you can't be disappointed about that. That's obviously not going to happen. And Ultron, it's like, if Ultron is out there, which it is entirely possible, it ain't. Get, they ain't gonna be like that. They're gonna yeah. set that up way up. Yeah. 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 Um. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, with shows like this, you know, everybody looks for the slightest little thing. And there's tons of these YouTube videos that people mm-hmm. make breaking down every single little thing they possibly can. Like, well, this means this. And you look at the background and the and the wallpaper. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you can look at the last six weeks of this show. Yeah, you know, that's what people do. I mean, that's that's what people do. You know, that's what, it's kind of fun, but I don't ever mm-hmm. let it dominate my enjoyment of the show if it doesn't mm-hmm. pan out. So I just want to get yeah. you guys' opinion. On, do you think that people's kind of overall lackluster kind of feeling of the finale may be coming from the, th- the theories that they heard that they thought was cool not panning out? Like James Spader b- voicing, you know, KKK Vision, you know what I mean? You know, things like that. I, so on Twitter, that seems to be sort of like the, the running narrative that people are upset that their theories didn't come true. But I mean, in my opinion, for me, it wasn't so much that my theories didn't come true is more so like i don't necessarily i thought the way that they resolved all the issues in this in this show kind of felt kind of half-assed but it was like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it i'm gonna keep it a break with you it's fair uh but um that does seem to be the the narrative on twitter though that Oh, Mephisto wasn't here. Oh, this isn't the Quicksilver from from uh, the X Men. They didn't introduce Magneto. There was no Luke Skywalker as cameo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, Paul, but Bob, Paul Bidney was talking about himself. <laughs> yeah, Paul Bidney was talking about himself. He says, "I've always, I've, I've dreamed. I'm finally working with an actor. I've always dreamed of working with." He's talking about himself, <laughs> looking in the mirror. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, Dusk, what do you think? Uh, I have a unique perspective as I binged this. Mm. I watched this in continuous episodes until the last one that aired on Friday. I watched it all on Thursday. Then I watched it on Friday. So I, I didn't get any of the theories. I stayed as far away from it as possible because I wanted to do this right. 
mm-hmm. I wanted to walk in. I didn't want to spoil myself on any of this. Let's discuss it with you guys. And I'm not upset that um, my whatever theories in my head didn't happen. Uh, mm. I'm with Chase on this. Uh, I liked the it enough, but it did feel like, in a weird way, it was like a sitcom ending. No mm. matter what happened, in the end, everything works out. Back yeah. to center stage. Status quo, mm. back to where it needed to be. Mm. And if you're going to do a self-contained story, I'm also with Chase. No matter how much I enjoyed it, which I did, and the characters, which I surprised, I did, uh, mm. it was left going... Yeah, but she like, she like kidnapped this town. I know we can't do anything, but shouldn't we? I don't know, kind of do something, or yeah. she should like. I, I I know we can't, but can we get yeah. someone who can? Yeah, call Doctor Strange. Yeah. Call somebody. Because yeah. the scene where she's kind of walking through the town and everybody's just kind of looking at, her. I expected one somebody to throw something at her or call her yeah. a bitch or you know do something. I'm okay with that. that. The, the Game of Thrones walk of shame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do something. You know, everybody just kind of kind of gets to put on, you know, just the hood and just kind of walk away. I'm like, really? After all, she she really just did and, call these people in miserable pain, you know? Yeah. And like the one consequence that did happen, which, you know, I did feel emotional about was when she's, you know, kissing the kissing the boys goodnight mm. for the last time. I thought that was great. The oh, whole yeah. thing with Vision. Um kissing him for the last time and then saying like oh you, we've said goodbye before you know so we'll, we'll say hello again one day but that was perfect that was a great line but it's just that the outward the outer world consequences yeah. needed yeah. to happen here in mm-hmm. my opinion yeah. for this to be a self-contained story within within wandavision yeah it it ended just the way it needed to but mm-hmm. when we're talking about the magic addition that they added with agatha and we're talking with the addition, the consequences afterwards mm. leaves a bit to be desired if you're talking a single narrative. I'm sure down the line, uh, you're both right, Nick and uh, yeah. and you, you're both right. We're, we're eventually going to get to see further consequences because they've been good at that. But yeah. in a self-contained story, I'm with Chase on this one. Okay. Yeah, but in what? my mind, I feel like Wanda, at least personally, she's already suffered enough consequences. She's got to... She, in the eyes of the rest of the world, she's now the villain, and I think the for her those are consequences enough, at mm-hmm. least. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think about the the costume, the Scarlet Witch Loved costume? It. Oh yeah, Chef fantastic! That. Yeah, perfect. That was I was cheesing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I posted a meme that was like, "Life is good." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I want I want to compare a picture of the ho- joke Halloween costume version <laughs> and then real and you're like I was like mm, there we go and gotcha. that's that's what I'm talking about yeah because at first I never thought that they were going to adapt that costume because I mm-hmm. yeah same thing they never called her Scarlet Witch they even joked about it but she doesn't have a dumb moniker when she doesn't <laughs> have one of these things and I'm like nope not one she's just Wanda Maximoff yeah um, so we see with the other uh, mid-credit scene, uh, we see that you know she's kind of doing the Thanos thing, taking a page, you know, got a farm, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, out somewhere, just kind of look off into the distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see her kind of do a very Doctor Strange thing, where she kind of astral projects herself. Um, and you know, while she's kind of drinking coffee on the porch, she's also reading the Darkhold, you know, reading all this information. Yeah. And um, and we hear the the voice of the boys. You know, off to the distance, and she kind of the, the, the ends with her kind of racing towards the, the voice. 
Um, and, you know, some people are very, you know, deep diving into this. You know, they're very good investigators. So I was watching one thing where one guy said, like, the boys, um, like, on Instagram, they took a photo. And apparently, like, the location of that photo is by the location that they're filming Doctor Strange 2. Oh, so, <laughs> so, you know, I mean. Motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. Calm down with your fucking theories. Uh, so, that's hilarious. You that's know, like so the like, flag for Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> how do we how do we find this guy with only the sky? Oh, a plane flew over. Let's coordinate to find out when the plane. So we need to isolate where he is. Jesus. Yeah. So just, just straight out of, just straight out of Always Sunny that one scene. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what. <laughs> behind him. Oh yeah, the whole board, the whole board, yeah. the whole board of all these ideas. It's like none yeah. of this. Yeah. So um, so just to wrap up, give your final thoughts, uh, Nick. Yeah, just for how unique this series stands apart from the rest of the MCU, and I got the fucking sweatshirt on. I've seen all the Marvel movies day one in theaters multiple times, and this movie, this show is just so unique and so much fun and was so, so interesting to talk about each week. And it, it is doing such a good job at laying the foundation for this next phase of Marvel, because you don't have characters like Tony Stark, you don't have characters like Cap, um, <clears throat> you're, you have to develop some of the side characters that didn't get much to do in, and Wanda, and, uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff, she stepped her fucking game Yes, she up. did. She yeah. is amazing in the show, and so is the entire cast of this. If this show doesn't, doesn't even get recognized by the Emmys, Fuck them. <laughs> uh, Chase? Yeah. Uh, hmm. For like a score, I want to give this maybe like a light eight. Um, hmm. Because the episode, even though personally I was disappointed with the finale, uh, the episodes leading up to it were phenomenal. Um, hmm. And just the fact that like, you know, I liked her in the comics, but I, and what I've seen in the cartoons, but I just never really cared for her character or vision in, uh, in, in the mm. MCU. So to get this whole series where they get a chance to fully develop her and like truly like deep make, dive. Yeah, make her as interesting as, as she should be and as great of a character as she should be. I, I can't give this, I can't give this show any less than eight, you know? <laughs> mm. They really, they really dove deep with her character, and they made all those scenes that she had in the prior movies pay off perfectly, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Yes. I, I agree with Chase. I'm, I'm right there with him. Uh, I can't give this anything less than an eight. Mm. Uh, it, it, the ending wasn't uh, perfect. They didn't have all the resolution. Story, but it didn't ruin anything it didn't do anything that i felt was bad or or mm. took me out of it or did anything and like oh that's just was okay that they're just gonna go that way that's all i ever felt for anything and the vision moments were fantastic his argument philosophy moment i was just like i love you whoever did yes. this yes. perfect what? way for a supercomputer to talk to another supercomputer yes and <laughs> it, 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 it was like that was the second moment in this entire series where i could hear every screenwriter in the world whisper fuck <laughs> yeah that's like thank you whoever whoever did that so yeah i'm gonna chase i can't it's a light eight just because of that stuff but i can't get it give it below an eight 
Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not um, on Blu-ray. This yeah, ever comes out Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. If this ever comes out on like a 4K or a Blu-ray release, I'm buying that shit. And oh, yeah. this has just enhanced my excitement for the other Marvel uh, Disney Plus shows that are coming out. Like Falcon yeah. and the Warrior Soldier in two weeks. I can't. Yeah. If they can keep this level of quality, I'm in. Yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. I, it's just like uh, it's just like Martin Scorsese doing. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, with a uh, oh, shit from Godfather the Three. Every time I think I'm out, pull me back in. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> no matter what. Um, <laughs> end game. I thought I was yeah. out. Pull me uh, back in. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like you bring up. I mean, this show um, that focusing on Wanda um, and Vision, it. It allows you to really focus on these characters and develop them, like you can with a TV show. Like you couldn't do in the movies because they were such big ensemble movies, and they've never had their own movie to do so. And Anthony Mackie came out um, and said, like, "Well, that's what Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be, really telling the story of Sam Wilson and really who he is, and really develop him as a character, other than just being the sidekick to Captain America." You know what I mean? Um, so I, you know, I, that, that's what excites me about these shows is that it really will allow you to really see more of kind of these. You know secondary you know uh third kind of rate kind of characters coming into their own like you had with darcy coming on to this show you know you saw her just kind of in those movies with thor and thor 2 and then like jimmy woo's character who had that little bit of ant-man you know having kind of chances for those characters kind of to, to show more of what they can do um yeah this show you know um i think it was very very solid uh very good uh all the way through a lot of stuff they did um even if things didn't you know pan out uh the way uh that i wanted them to maybe pan out um i still don't think that i mean i don't let theories hurt it my theories are fun to talk about mm -hmm. uh, and theories are fun to discuss and things in all these kind of different directions uh where they can go um and i'm looking forward uh to seeing where they go uh where wanda goes and doctor strange uh too um and looking forward to what that movie's just gonna be be about and everything like that um the series is very good um the finale I think it's one of the weaker episodes they've done this season um, uh, for me, um, and I. But I still think it was a you know solid episode overall, and this season was a very good episode. So I'd give it a, a eight uh, out of ten as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, that is everything, uh, people, um, and we're gonna get out of here. Um, and so to all you people out there, hey, don't forget to check us out on all the good socials right there. Um, had a lot of good time. Enjoyed talking about all these good topic topics. You know, Dusk, I'm glad he came. Got he had the time to come back and join us. Um, so if you people want to check us out, uh, check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash the afternoon tune. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash the afternoon tune. If you want to send us an email with any questions, comments, anything like that, the afternoon tune at gmail.com. We're also on TikTok, uploading clips and everything like that on TikTok. Yeah, we're TikTokers now. We're doing that thing, Dusk. We're, we're TikTokers. Uh, we are we are slaves to China now. Uh, you know, we're giving our data to them. You know what I mean? Instead, oh of, instead of, I, instead I mean, of, I, I mean, I did get that coronavirus vaccine, so uh, yeah, expect yeah. certain changes to start happening. Yeah, Nick has already got the chip in him. He's already ready <laughs> uh, to be programmed. Um, so instead of selling selling our data on Facebook to the American government, we're doing it on TikTok with the Chinese government. All right, <laughs> we're in progress. Okay. Um, um, so doing, uh, uh, we're doing Twitch. We're also on Twitch, twitch.com slash the afternoon tune. The grudge match is coming. Got the equipment ready. Um, they got tested out. Uh, next week, hopefully, uh, we do the show Friday, hopefully, 
at that time uh, and then do a stream 6 p.m central standard time is typically when we're going to do streams uh so got that coming um also uh, if you were everywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, you know, we're everywhere there you listen to podcasts. Of course, we're always on YouTube as well at youtube.com slash the afternoon tune where you can check us out, like, subscribe, comment, do all that good stuff that helps us out. Also, reviewing uh, the uh, show on Apple Podcasts also does a lot. Leaving the five stars, you know, leaving all those good reviews, that also helps. Uh, Nick, where can people find you? Or you can find me, Twitter, Instagram, at Night and Day Nick. You can follow uh, my dog, Bubbles, at uh, uh, Instagram, B-U-B-B-L-E-S-0922. Say hi, Bubbles. All right. Uh, <laughs> Chase, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Mr. Chase Mac at uh, M-R-C-H-A-Y-S-E-M-A-C uh, on Twitch, uh, which I will sooner or later have a good huh. schedule for um <laughs> uh twitter and instagram where can they find you desk uh when i'm ready when you're ready <laughs> great answer great that's a great answer yeah good answer um all right so to all you people out there hope you enjoy listening to the show i hope you enjoy loving us theorizing about wandavision for these past nine weeks mm-hmm. uh, let me know how i did or if you want to be back theorizing, theorizing about how wrong we were <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, and uh, we're going to do Falcon the Winter Soldier next, since that's only six episodes, so that's not going to be you know good. So that's not going to be bad to just review that real quick. So, yeah, so just review that. The next Disney Plus show, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, coming up in two weeks. Um, so to all you yeah, people out there, hoping you got two weeks, it's going to be a mega show. It's like Snyder Cut and uh, Falcon. <laughs> oh, Soldier. yeah, true. Oh, yeah, four hours, yeah. Four hours, yeah. <laughs> oh, four or five uh, hours. I know, Chase. Strap in, buddy. Yeah. Um, so all, <laughs> we can do it uh, together. I got you. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. Um, so hope you all enjoy listening to this and don't forget to always stay, stay tuned. tuned. Oh. <laughs>